At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the VEASAN Hockey Betting Podcast with VEASAN's hockey betting analyst, Andy McNeil. Here is Danny Burke. What's going on, folks? Welcome to another episode of VEASAN's Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burke. Happy to be with you on this Tuesday on March 7th. And alongside, per usual, we got our guy, Andy McNeil, at Digital Gambler, where you can follow him on Twitter. You can follow all of his hockey content as VEASAN's NHL expert on VEASAN.com. Write-ups every single day. Some of the best insight, info, analysis in the business. Check it out. Again, that's at VSIN.com. So on this episode, Andy and I will be going through some of the top games on this big slate for this Tuesday. Uh, We'll go through our best bets, thoughts on some of those games, props, and much more. But before we get into our usual routine, you know, I was texting Andy uh, this morning on Tuesday telling him, I I think we got to devote a little segment to some of these bad beats. Andy, uh, it's been a rough one. Uh, As of late, for both of us, we've suffered some bad beats. And look, this is what's going to happen when you're betting in general. But uh, with hockey, it seems like maybe it's been occurring a little bit more uh, lately. Uh, You know, I I know you had one last week. I had a couple last night. I I guess I'll let you uh, get into it first with the one that you suffered because uh, mine, I'm going to take a little bit of time to vent on it, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I... I wouldn't go as far as to calling uh, either of the, the bets that I'm going to talk about necessarily bad beats, but uh, frustrating losses for sure. I had the Oilers on the puck line uh, against the Sabres. Had a small bet on the money line, but it didn't cover the loss. I, I found a, a pretty good price that I liked on the, on the Oilers to cover the puck line at, at plus 160. 
Uh, they had 25 shots in the in the first period. They scored one goal on two expected goals. Uh, that was kind of the start. Buffalo hung around in the game, but the Oilers, uh, you know, did perform under expectations. Let's just say they they, they probably should have uh, covered the puck line. They had. 17 plus minutes to go ahead by two goals and they couldn't get it done. They had two plus minutes with the empty net. Zach Hyman actually scored an empty net goal, but it was immediately waved offside because Leon Dreisaitl had already crossed the line and there was only five seconds left. So that iced that game for me. And and yeah, it was definitely a frustrating loss. One of many for sure. Oh, that is brutal. The offsides. I, I know I saw you tweeting about it, and that's just killer. A game where they probably should have had more of a comfortable advantage. And then they teased it, got the goal, and uh, it was waved off. So that's a tough one to endure for sure. Uh, the two that I had. The first, I had the Jets to win in regulation against the Sharks. Now, you know, the Jets probably didn't deserve to win that game in the first place. Granted, if you're looking at the stats in terms of shot advantage, 38 to 24, like, yes, they were dominating in that regard. But they also had six power play opportunities and failed to capitalize on each one of them against the Sharks nonetheless. So, again, it's like, yeah, when you look at these numbers, they should have capitalized and won. But at the same time, it shouldn't even have been that close. You got to hold yourself accountable. So regardless, I had the Jets to win in regulation. They did get the advantage. They were up two to one. All right. So then uh, the Sharks pull the goalie and they can't win. Winnipeg cannot win a face off to save their life. They actually fell uh, in the face off category. 41 to 19 San Jose ended up with that advantage. So at the end, it was just face off win after face off win. And finally, then with like 11 seconds to go, the Sharks tie it up. The Jets do not get the win in regulation. And then the Jets also lose in overtime, which at that point, me being salty and bitter, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Yeah, go ahead and lose in overtime. Exactly, right? You know, that's like the worst thing is if something like that happens and then they win in overtime. I'd rather them just lose that Totally. Anytime I'm in that situation, whether it's a a puck line bet or a regulation bet or, or anything of the sorts, I immediately switch allegiances and start cheering against whatever team I had money on uh, out of spite. So I'm, I'm with you right with that one. Yeah, without a doubt, my man. All right. And then the other one that I had, Andy, I had the stars on the money line. I just kind of fade in Calgary here. And, uh, you know, Markstrom, not the biggest fan of him, especially as of late. And uh, love Ottinger, but Ottinger was off last night. Uh, look, this game, I, I was fortunate to be in it at the end, but I thought maybe this would be a kind of a payback from the universe from losing that game with the jets. Cause the stars tied up at four apiece with like four minutes to go. They even get a power play with like two and a half minutes did nothing. And then Calgary gets a breakaway, gets the game winning goal with four seconds to go a beat at the buzzer. And that was just at that point, Andy, I was just cracking up and I was like, I guess it's just one of those nights. It, it was something else. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a tough one. Uh, we've all been there, and and you're gonna have those nights uh, when whenever you're in the involved in the gambling world, right? Yeah, that's for sure. Again, you know, sometimes you're gonna get that to fall your way, and I'm sure people had both the uh, not the Jets, the Sharks, maybe, and then uh, something with the Flames. So uh, sometimes you get it your way, sometimes you get the bad beats, and uh, certainly last night for us, we were circulated with those bad beats. Andy, let's get in today's slate of games, though. Uh, a big one, as always, with these Tuesday and Thursday slates, which we release our shows on. And, you know, I want to start in a game that I know you have interest, and I just added a play with as well. 
Uh, let's talk Toronto and New Jersey. The Devils hosting the Maple Leafs. New Jersey opening as low as about minus 122. Now you're seeing them as high as minus a buck 35 against the Maple Leafs. Now, New Jersey's won their last four to five games. It's their first home game since their three-game road trip. Toronto's had a couple of nights off. They're coming off a loss at Vancouver 4-1. to one. It's their fifth game throughout a five-game road trip for themselves. And Andy, Toronto's a little bit banged up heading into this game. Yeah, they are. With John Tavares and newly acquired Ryan O'Reilly out of the lineup, the Maple Leafs are a lot lighter in the talent department, specifically uh, at the center position coming into Tuesday's game. And I, I think the game line minus 130 plus 110 would be appropriate for this matchup if the Maple Leafs were at full strength. But that's, like I said, that's not the case. Uh, New Jersey, obviously, they finally have uh, their their new addition, uh, Timo Meyer in the lineup. He opened the scoring for the Devils in, in his first game uh, with the team. So things are off to a good start there. Just a side note. Uh, I, I had to laugh watching the Boston Bruins and the New York Rangers on uh, on Saturday morning uh, on ESPN. Uh, and, you know, obviously being in Canada, I don't get a ton of the ESPN feeds unless that's all that's available. Um, so so, you know, I'm not I'm not I'm not watching the, the ESPN feed very often. But, um, you know, I, I get that they're a New York centric network. And I'm sure there's a lot of Rangers fans uh, around, but. Oh man, they were really laying it on thick for Patrick Kane, talking about how he, you know, he's need, he needs some time to get adjusted to his new team and yada yada yada. Man, look around the league; there are so many players that have spent, you know, their entire careers. Obviously, don't have the type of history that Kane has with their respective clubs, but there are countless players that were traded on trade deadline day and in the weeks leading up the trade deadline that immediately hit it off with their new teams. And I think Timo Meyer looks like uh, he's going to be another one. So I don't really understand that narrative around Patrick Kane. I know it was probably an emotional week for him, um, but he had to have been prepared for this. And uh, I mean, you know, he's a professional. I don't think that that's what's holding him back right now. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I knew the Rangers uh, have shaken up their power pay units uh, on Tuesday morning. So it'll be interesting, but you know, back to the devils, uh, the team that uh, I think man could give the Rangers some, some trouble in the playoffs if they, mm -hmm. if they meet, um, uh, they've been better on offense and defense minus goaltending, uh, than Toronto over the last two months. Uh, and it does look like Ilya Samsonov is going to start for the Maple Leafs. I was hoping for Matt Murray to be, uh, between the, the pipes, because I think that would really minimize, uh, Toronto's edging goal, but, uh, the Leafs, they've scored three goals or fewer in 14 of their last 22 games. And the Devils, they were in a bit of a scoring slump too, but it didn't last long. And the team's offense has been among the league's best over the last month. Uh, only two teams, Edmonton and Boston, no surprise there, have scored more goals than the, the Devils during that time. Uh, and, you know, obviously the, the Maple Leafs, they're not going to go down easy. But by, by my estimation, I think the Devils should be priced just north of minus 140. So there's some value uh, on the money line at minus 130 or better, which is still available. So I'm with you on the Devils. Uh, minus 130, the best number I'm seeing, too, out here in Illinois at DraftKings. Minus a buck 30 is what you can lay with the Devils. So I bet that. Um, I do think they have the advantage in the spot. Obviously, the injuries hindering Toronto. The Devils, great offensively, have performed exceptional on the defensive side in a lot of spots this year, Andy, but especially against Toronto. Uh, Vanacek in two games against Toronto, 43 out of 47 shots saved, 2.03 goals against average, but he's 1-1, one one, so they have been lower-scoring games. Yep. Now, Vanacek, as of late, has been a tad bit rocky, 16 goals in his past four games. 
but at home, he should get a little bit of a boost here. 11, 5, and 1 on home ice. 2.42 goals against average, 90.7% on his saves, and two of his shutouts have occurred at home this season. Now, I know you mentioned uh, Murray as a p- uh, potential starter for Toronto, but at Daily Faceoff, for example, they're saying yeah, I, Samsonov I, is likely. I said that Samsonov was likely to start, and I said I was hoping that Matt Murray would be in goal, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. Yeah, and Samsonov too, Andy. You know, this is a goalie whose home and road splits, not that great in terms of what he's doing away from his home ice too. So even though it's not a guy like Murray who you'd maybe feel a little bit more advantageous going against, uh, Samsonov, it could be an advantage facing him on the road. Five, six, and one, three point oh one goals against average compared to his home numbers where it's two point oh one with his goals against average. So uh, I'm still with you here, even though it is Samsonov looking like he is going to be. Uh, between the pipes, I still think the uh, New Jersey Devils have the advantage here. And look, the line movement certainly is saying that too. Uh, minus 130, I'm invested in. Seems like that's the price you're rocking with too. So you and I will both be sweating out the Devils tonight against the Maple Leafs. We'll be looking forward to that one out on the East Coast. Uh, another game that you are betting tonight. Tell us about the Vegas Golden Knights on the road against the Panthers. Now, I also had a little bit of interest in this one. I did not bet it, however. So tell me your position you're taking for this game. So we know that the East has dominated interconference play. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but the the Panthers aren't among that group. In fact, only the Ottawa Senators have a worst record against the Western Conference teams. Uh, but due to Florida's stature, I mean, they came into the season, uh, you know, being viewed as a, a top team. They had the lowest return on investment uh, in that subset. Florida is 11 and 18 versus the Western Conference overall this season and five and eight on home ice. Uh, I know we've talked about, you know, how Florida is typically better on home ice, but that hasn't been the case uh, against the Western Conference teams. And and we know that Vegas is better on the road than they are on home ice. And they've got a respectable road record versus the, the Eastern Conference, eight and four, the Golden Knights. They've won nine of 12 games since the All-Star break. And, and Florida, I mean, they, they've... Really, they've been one of the most disappointing teams uh, since coming out of the All-Star break. They've lost every other game after winning two in a row to to start there uh, over the last 10. And I think this game should be priced closer to minus 115 in favor of the Panthers. I think these teams are really, uh, really evenly matched. And there's not also not much of a gap between Aiden Hill, who I have projected to start for Vegas. Hopefully it's not Jonathan Quick. Um, I haven't even really considered what that would do to the line uh, because I do think it'll be Hill here uh, against Sergei Bobrovsky, uh, who is going to start for the the, the Florida Panthers. So, um, you know, the, the Panthers, their offense has dipped a bit as of late. Uh, you know, some of their top stars, I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, haven't been scoring. Um, but uh, I like Vegas, and the, the, line has, the line has climbed up here. I was willing to, to put a bet on them at, at plus 125 or better, but you can get plus 130 widely available at this point, and I think that's a good bet against a, a Panthers team that really has been hit or miss for most of the season, a lot more miss, actually, really. You know, I, I kind of was originally leaning toward Florida in this spot, but there's no way I can justify laying minus 145 or higher with the Panthers. So I, I completely get your reasoning for wanting to go on the plus money angle with Vegas here, considering the goaltending matchup considerably even between Hill and Bobrovsky. And look, Bobrovsky did okay against the Golden Knights earlier this year, but that was a while back, 29 to 32 shots saved. He has only allowed three goals in his last three starts. But again, this Vegas team can get out 
uh, can get out in front of you and attack early enough. But yeah, I, again, I lean Florida, but the price is way too expensive. If it came down to like minus 125, maybe even minus 130, I would have considered it a little bit more so. The desperation levels are high for Florida. The offense are expected goals are higher than what their actual results are. But look, Vegas has a really strong defense on the other side of the puck. So uh, I completely get your angle there. I will be staying away, but this will be an exciting one to watch there between Florida in Vegas and Andy, you know, you mentioned the Panthers and, you know, I talked about their expected goals and they're still doing fine, but they're number one in expected goals for, and they are going through a slump on that side of the puck offensively. And most notably, Matthew Kachuk, a guy that you want to get into and talk about, Hey, maybe this guy could be due to bounce back sometime soon. Yeah. I mean, if, if a player is, is due, it's Matthew Kachuk, but the, the big problem is that, his his odds for an anytime goal haven't really fluctuated all that much. They're still sitting around even money, and that's really, I mean, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show you that the, the the sports books certainly aren't overreacting to this slump. He scored just three goals uh, on approximately eight expected goals over the last month. Uh, his career shooting percentage is thirteen point one. He's at eleven point six on the season, but over the last thirty days. It's sitting at just 5.45%, and it's not due to a lack of trying. He's registered at least four shots on goal in 11 of his last 15 games. Uh, obviously, this is a, a, just a terrible time for the Panthers' best player to stop scoring goals, but but that's variance for you. And as you mentioned, uh, the Golden Knights do have a, a pretty good defense. So, I mean, maybe tonight isn't a, a great spot for Kachuk to bounce back, but uh, this one does kind of strike me as, as possibly a high-scoring game. Now, speaking of scoring slumps, uh, Calgary has been a team, aside from what they had yesterday, look, they they took advantage of a strong Dallas defense, and Ottinger, who's been a stud between the pipes. Uh, talk about a player, though, uh, with the Flames, and we'll get into their game at Minnesota against the Wild tonight, but there's another guy who kind of fits the bill for this scoring slump, too, isn't there? Yeah, it's uh, it's Nazem Kadri. He's gone eight games without a goal. He has just two since January 26th, despite ranking second on the team in shots and expected goals per 60 minutes. Uh, Kadri's career shooting percentage, he's at 11.1%, 9.8 year-to-date. However, over the last month, he's scored on just 3.92% of his shots. So, you, you know, you're talking about under 4% right now for Nazem Kadri. Uh, one of the Flames' better goal scorers. And the Wild, they are in a great matchup. We're going to talk about this in a little bit. But Minnesota ranks you know, third on defense year-to-date. They just shut out the Flames in Calgary over the weekend. But but I, I expect a solid effort from the Flames here. Their ego was definitely bruised. Of course, they're on the second half of a back-to-back. But, yeah, their ego was definitely bruised after the loss to the Wild. Uh, they were trying to salvage something in that three-game homestand. They ended up losing all three games. Not only that, but like I said, Minnesota shut them out uh, and if you shop around you can you can find Nazem Kadri uh, for as high as plus 250 um, I bet them I bet him at plus 240 uh, two actually for an anytime goal I, th- I thought tonight uh, you know even given the matchup is a, is a great spot for for Kadri to bounce back he's uh, he's a gamer he's he's gonna show up and uh, and he's he's a guy that's uh, like I said generated a lot of shots for this Calgary team that typically uh, generates a lot of shots and and you know if, if there was ever was a revenge spot uh, for the flames this is it 
Yeah, and that's what makes tonight's matchup really tempting to get involved with, too, with Minnesota and Calgary. Uh, it looks like Gustafson's going to be tending the pipes for Minnesota. He's been an absolute beast for the Wild. 17-8-3, 1.99 goals against average, 93.3% on his saves. He was just starting in that game where they shut out the Flames. He saved 31 shots, all 31 of them. And since February 18th, he surrendered just 14 goals in nine starts, 95% with his save percentage. Again, Gustafson yeah. has been a revelation he's, to this Minnesota team, Andy. He's he's really been great. And I just want to add in a, a, little, a little bit more context. He's played 29 games this year. Uh, he's got a 932 save percentage roughly. He's saved the team uh, almost 21 goals above expected. That's the wow. sixth best mark uh, in the NHL. So he's put himself in a class, uh, you know, maybe not in the same class as as a guy like Ilya Sorokin, who has who has doubled up his his uh, goal saved above expected. But he's he's definitely put himself in a class this season, at least, uh, with guys like Vasilevsky and Ottinger and Hellebuck. Uh, and, and yeah, he's, it's been a really, really big breakout season for him. And he's arguably one of the hottest goalies in the league right now. And then you look at the goaltending situation for Calgary, Andy, and the assumption would be that it would be Dan Vladar taking the net considering Markstrom was playing last night and you had that thrilling game. And it's kind of tough for me because look, Minnesota's defense is outstanding and Calgary, we know has been kind of an untrustworthy squad of, as of late. And they play that type of game last night. And then right away, you're going up against a team you just lost to. What kind of outweighs each other? Like that revenge factor of you just lost to them at home. You get to see them again. All right, maybe you give a nod to Calgary. But at the same time, you just had that type of game last night at Dallas. What kind of outweighs the other? Because I'm seeing this line vary from 140 to 150. I would lean Minnesota, Andy, but I just think it's a tad bit too expensive right now. Yeah, totally. I mean, we we just we just had an example of of you know how these teams would be priced in a game in Calgary. The the, the Wild had gotten all the way up to plus plus one thirty, even higher than that. Um, so the the market at the time was was telling us that the Flames are you know a better team, uh, especially on home ice, but on neutral ice, a better team uh, than the Minnesota Wild. And I, I guess that's you know still the case but in this situation um with the flames on the back to back i mean it's it's tough for me to um to really get into how i price the flames because i'm i'm honestly not all that confident in you know how i've i've priced the calgary flames this year i've actually started to take recently a more uh kind of arbitrary uh approach to this i mean just a little bit of go, uh, touch and feel uh and i think if calgary uh you know if if they're one team down the stretch uh, that that I'm kind of looking for, um, you know, maybe some more some angles outside of of how I usually approach sports betting. I think they're the one team that I would. So I mean, as far as how I would approach this one today, I mean, both of these game teams. Obviously, the Flames have more one goal losses than anybody this season. I think they're sitting at 25 one goal losses right now. Uh, the Wild have been in a, a ton of tight games as well. They've got a winning record. Uh, in those in those one goal games, but but they've been in a lot of close games, so it wouldn't be uh, out of the ordinary to see these two two, two teams uh, go to overtime. But um, I think you know, really, I, I would look for you, you, like you said, you're seeing this line tick up higher in some spots. I would kind of just go against the conventional wisdom, uh, but you have to wait for the market to do its thing. And if if they push Calgary up to that plus one thirty range, I would I would probably make a small bet on the Flames at that price. Uh, and and that's kind of what I'm going to be monitoring throughout the day. 
Okay. I hear you. And yeah, you had a great bet the other day uh, when you took Minnesota with the plus money against Calgary. I think that was on Friday, right? And, you know, you had a nice little, uh, maybe not necessarily sweat free, but defensively Minnesota did all they could and it helped you out there with that three nothing win. So it'll be good to see this rematch tonight. We'll see how Calgary responds from that loss from the game yesterday and kind of how this market gets everything to marinate between the two squads. It's funny you say that because I mean, it was one of the more sweaty games as of late, just because the wild were, were just holding on to that, that one goal lead. And I think it was, there was less than seven minutes in the game remaining when they, when they extended the lead by two. So yeah, it was, it was quite a sweat. And I, I know anybody that looks at the final score would think, Oh, that was a, a nice win, but and I guess it was, but I mean, you know, it definitely wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you'll take it, but uh, yeah, maybe not as much perspiration the next time would be ideal. Uh, Andy, I got to talk to you one other thing before we head out here. And uh, this is just more from what I was looking at, because you talked about this in the last episode as we were looking into some futures and you talked about Edmonton and, you know, the best number you saw was around plus 750 here in Illinois, it had been six to one. And there still is one book bet rivers has six to one on the Oilers. I think I'm going to pull the trigger on that because after you talked about it originally, I saw them go down to win the Western conference to like plus 425 at bet MGM. Now, granted they went back up to five to one, but after they went on their little streak, there had some good momentum carrying their way. The odds shifted, and uh, again, you weren't getting as good of value with them. And this goes to say with a lot of these top teams, the longer you wait, naturally, the shorter the odds are going to become. And I don't think I'm going to wait anymore. I think I'm going to have to officially pull the trigger on Edmonton at 6-1. to one. Yeah, welcome welcome to the party. Uh, I, uh, I I think you've got to really look at the, the fact that, well, the others, they only have 17 games left. That's uh, on the lower side of, of what teams uh, have remaining. It might be the, the fewest uh, of any team. I know there's a few with, with just 17 uh, games remaining, but... Um, the Oilers actually are, are sitting, if you go over to tankathon.com, it's a, it's a quick uh, strength of schedule reference, remaining uh, strength of schedule. They've got the Oilers uh, 24th, and, and the first place uh, Montreal Canadiens have the toughest schedule. So the Oilers have an easy schedule the rest of the way. They've got uh, you know a game against Boston, a game against Toronto. They've got a couple of games against Vegas and uh, one against the Stars. Uh, but outside of that, you know, they're playing the Kings a couple of times, the Kraken, the Sharks three times, the Ducks two times, the Coyotes two times, and, and finally the Ottawa Senators. Um, I mean, they've got some some other games mixed in there, but it's a, a pretty easy schedule for the Oilers. So um, they could they could definitely climb up the standings uh, as as the, the, the season uh, finishes up here. Uh, and that would be big to them for them because right now they're they're obviously sitting in the first wild card spot, uh, Vegas, LA, and Seattle all ahead of them. Um, Seattle and Vegas have two games in hand, so that 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 helps them out a little bit. Uh, but yeah, the Oilers are right in the thick of things. They're tied with Seattle in points. Obviously, like I said, two two more games played than the Kraken. Um, but the 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 Edmonton could definitely find themselves in a in a in the second or third spot by season's end, playing a team like Seattle or Los Angeles instead of, you know, drawing a team like Dallas or Vegas in the first round. But even so, uh, I think the Oilers are really the cream of the cop of the West right now and, and, and quite possibly the best team in the Western Conference. 
Yeah, for sure. And again, the price you're seeing right now, based on at least how far we think they should get with the talent they have and how they bolstered up their defense, I just think it's a it's a lot of good ingredients leading to a recipe of success for Edmonton. And better to jump on them sooner rather than later, more than likely in a Western Conference that is wide open right now where anything can happen. But Man, that and that conference in general is going to be kind of fun to monitor some of these other odds too, Andy. I mean, they still have the avalanches as your short shot. And I get why, but again, we talked about that last week. Like plus 275 just doesn't seem like that would be worth a bet necessarily. No, it it certainly doesn't. Um, I think uh I think one other thing I'd like to talk about before we we get out of here is uh, a comment that Bruins head coach uh Jim Montgomery made uh over the the weekend. I know that um Boston isn't in action on Tuesday. They're not in action on Wednesday, but they will be in action on Thursday against the Oilers. I don't think this is going to come into play uh, right away here, but you know, with, with, uh, with 20 games remaining, uh, Montgomery, Montgomery, sorry, is, uh, is intent on resting some of his top stars. So you're going to see load management mm. uh, become a, a thing here over the next, next four, four, four to five weeks. Uh, and, you know, Boston, obviously one of the teams that's been outspoken about their plans to rest some of their stars, which ha- will have an impact uh, from a betting perspective. Um, but there, there's going to be more teams, uh, I think, that, that you know, come out and, and say some of those same things uh, in the next few weeks. So betters should definitely be, be watching for that. Um, you know, be prepared for some of these top stars to get rest, uh, especially with a team like Boston. I mean, they could go five and fifteen and probably still win the 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 the, the president's trophy at the end of the season. Um, so there, there's really not much at stake here for the Boston Bruins uh, in terms of the the regular season. Great note from our guy Andy McNeil at Digital Gambler, of course, where you could follow him on Twitter. Remember to catch all of his write ups over at Veasan.com. That's V S I N dot com. Andy will be sweating out the Devils and the Golden Knights tonight. I also will be sweating out the Devils. And now jumping on the Oilers bandwagon, baby. Six to one. Count me in. Uh, We'll be Edmonton fans come playoff time tonight. Devils (laughs) and Golden Knights. So big thanks to Andy once again. Big thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of Vsin's Hockey Betting Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe. Always appreciated. We'll be back with another episode on Thursday. Until then, best luck with all your wagers, folks, and take care. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release 
Presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash slash iHeart.